The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast, Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome. So glad you could be with us this week on uh, Volcast Illuminating Leadership. And just as the uh, show started, the sunshine came out for the first time here today. Uh, we are on a streak of uh, 11 straight weeks of sunshine on uh, this day. So, uh, Amy, uh, you brought the sunshine. I will uh, do a proper introduction here of Amy Ankrum in just a second. Let me uh, just say to everyone that's been emailing the show, calling in, we are just so thankful. We're, we're off to a rousing success. We are uh, planning to do this show for another year. Uh, so we worked out that contract that we're going to do that over the course of next year and so excited to be coming each and every week and really appreciate all the questions. So if there's a host, um, a guest, a um, author that you would like to uh, see us bring on the show, please shoot us an email and let us know because we'd love to reach out and uh, entertain them and be able to provide some leadership lessons. So let me tell you about how you get in touch with us. So again, I'm Jeff Smith and you can reach us during the show at one 866 you can email me during the show at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is www.voltageleadership.com. You can like me on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can connect me with me on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting. And then, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at JMU Jeff. This week, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll be seeing a lot about JMU football. We are in the football playoffs in the uh, uh, quarterfinals, so I'm very excited about my JMU Dukes. Today, we're going to be talking about driving strategy and an awesome culture at the same time. I've got Amy Ankrum here as our guest today. Amy is the president of Qualtrics. It's a compliance management software company. Amy is a very proud Virginia Tech alum. I know that she's celebrating their uh, win over UVA this past week and looking forward to hopefully beating Clemson in, uh, the, in the ACC tournament this week. For my international fans, uh, friends, this is a big deal, and uh, the Virginia Tech fans are very excited. She's been uh, leading Qualtrics into the, since 2011. She's got over 18 years of experience in marketing and management. She's also become a part owner of uh, Qualtrics, which is a rapidly growing organization. She and her team are most happy when they are challenging the status quo and helping build out uh, world-class processes, building out the world with world-class processes. Uh, so Amy has uh, led this uh, growing organization. We'll talk more about that. But to know, uh, she's also married to Andy, and they have two very active boys. So Amy, so happy you could be with us today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Jeff. I'm, I'm happy to be on, and I'm very glad I didn't break your streak of sunshine. It was not looking good this morning. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to be in between rain, but sunshine popped out just for you, so way to bring the sunshine, Amy. So, job well done. <laughs> oh, good. 
Well, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with Amy, gosh, for probably three plus years now. And um, she's an outstanding leader, uh, really does a great job developing her team, growing the team, um, and really challenging. Uh, a great young woman leader that is inspirational, does a lot of mentoring, coaching, and developing. So I guess, Amy, I'm curious about, you know, what got you interested in maybe marketing at the beginning? You know, that's sort of the, the beginning of your career. Why marketing? What, what was the interest there? Well, um, thanks for the kind words, and um, yeah, so back, I guess back to the beginning, um, what got me interested in marketing, uh, truly, and you know, in my childhood growing up, um, my father, who is now retired, um, he is a successful business person, and uh, we talked a lot about, um, he encouraged me to go into business for myself uh, when I was older, and um, encouraged me to consider a business degree and the versatility of that. So, um, you know, that was instilled in me pretty young that uh, that was something I wanted to consider. And, you know, as I looked at my options, the marketing discipline uh, just really jumps out at me. Uh, it, it, for one, the creative aspects, uh, it's very, you know, the visual appeal of marketing and just the opportunity to be able to tell stories around what you can do for others. Uh, so, um, and then, you know, ultimately, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, I've come from a long line of Hokies, and hmm. um, uh, knowing they had a great uh, school of business there, um, it all just sort of came together for me. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, you know, I guess I'm interested. Um, tell us a little bit about Qualtrics. Like, so what's your role in Qualtrics? Uh, you know, and what the heck does Qualtrics do? <laughs> sure. Uh, well, uh, I am today a part owner in Qualtrics and, and uh, president there. Um, uh, I think, you know, you ask, what does Qualtrics do? I'm happy to talk about that. I think, you know, people hear compliance management software. Uh, don't tune out, folks. It's, uh, it might not sound sexy, but actually, um, you know, I get very excited uh, talking about the amazing organizations that we help um, with our software. We work with all kinds of companies from organizations that help ensure justice with the crime labs we work with to critical manufacturing organizations that are producing food and medical devices to laboratories that make sure the water and air we consume safe to um, our latest space we're working in is power generation. And obviously, um, they help keep the lights on. And I think what's common across all of those is they face a really heavy burden of compliance because of the important things they do. And so we've been able to come in with our talented team and software and services that we've created to just truly add hours and hours back to these individuals' days. Wow, Amy, I didn't know you could make compliance software seem interesting, but that was really good. You know, <laughs> I didn't realize all the things that you touched. Uh, I, you know, I've worked with you for a while, but it's uh, really great. Those are uh, great examples, and thanks for sharing. Sure. Um, Amy, I'm, I'm curious. Um, you know, one of the reasons I really want to have you on the show, outside of the fact that I really just enjoy talking to you and, and enjoy your friendship, is you guys have sort of a unique approach to strategy. You guys really live out your strategy. You work with your strategy a lot. Can you give us maybe just an overview of the journey that you've been on around your strategic planning and, you know, what, what has it meant for Qualtrics? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, strategies, it's a tough thing. I think um, it, uh, it can seem very daunting. And, um, you know, at Qualtrics, we, 
uh, we're very iterative about how we go about things, and we're always looking to improve and get better at what we're doing, and how we approach strategy is no different. Um, we, you know, I think uh, when I came into the business, which was in 2011, um, as, a, as we worked with the team, it started to be clear we needed a way to rally our team around, you know, and help make sure everybody knows what's the most important thing we're working on, um, you know, what are the, where are we headed with the software, with the business, and um, so we really um, were excited to find um, a, a book called Rhythm by Patrick Tian, and uh, to me that was a, a huge step for us in how we approach strategic planning today. Uh, it outlines a process, it pulls a lot from uh, Jim Collins and Vern Harnish, other authors that uh, I respect a lot, um, and it, it just provides a very disciplined approach to how you look at strategy, um, and we've been using that now for many years, and I would say, actually, Jeff, we can talk a little bit probably about how you helped us kind of get kicked off. We, um, After we first read the book, we realized we needed... Um, someone to help us get started with this process. And we actually reached out to Jeff and he facilitated two days of planning <laughs> using, uh, using rhythm. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know, what's interesting for me is having watched you guys, most organizations, Amy, uh, what I find is that strategy is like that one dirty word, you know, that they come off and they're like, what is strategy? And it's this highfalutin thing. And maybe they bring in uh, consultants from, you know, these uh, big places and they come in, they do a one, two day offsite and then they go away and about a year to two years later, they pull the strategy back out and look at it again and say, well, let's dust this thing off and let's see how it went. You know, what I've really respected about you guys is that it's sort of a living, breathing document and it's one that you come back to on a regular basis. You know, why did you decide to, to go down that path of, you know, you kind of, you're not natural. Most everyone is a one, two day offsite and then we don't pull it back out. Why keep it sort of that iterative um, process? Uh, and I'll have a follow-up to that. Sure. Um, well, I think you nailed it. It is, it's, it's hard work um, to do strategic planning and to make the time for it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we'd been down that path where you write something and you don't go back to it for a long time. Uh, at least I know I had in, in prior um, years and I definitely wanted to give this a shot. And I think as we've done it, we've seen that when you are making the commitment, we do two days of planning every quarter. Uh, We do cascade planning with our team as part of that. So departments get involved. Um, And then we make an hour every week for our think rhythm is what we call it, where our, our leadership team comes together and we continue to talk about how is how is it working? How are the priorities working that we're focused on this quarter? Um, so, you know, I think why we continue to do it is we see great results from it. Hmm. Interesting. I can just hear a few of our listeners, though, Amy, being like, come on, two hours, you know, two days per quarter, <laughs> an hour per week. I mean, like, Amy, we live in the real world out here. What are you doing? Like, how can you find that time? <laughs> I mean, come on. You must be smoking sure. crack over there. That's what they're doing, right? <laughs> I would challenge how can you not make the time? Um, we were we were at a really great conference recently as a management team, and um, the question was asked. We define what we call winning moves for the business, and these are things that 
looking out three to five years, they need to be 2x revenue generating ideas. And, um, you know, the, the real challenge back to us is you've defined these wonderful winning moves. You know, why don't you put the time and resource to them? And, you know, I think that's, that's just it. You, you can't afford not to, in my opinion. Well, do you, do you find that you're getting pushback from your management team? Because I'm sure that, you know, when you started this, they were pretty busy. And, you know, it wasn't like they were just, you know, you guys run pretty lean. There's not a lot of people just hanging around, you know. Well, right. Any pushback to, to investing this much time in strategy? Sure. I, I think, um, well, we all had our doubts in the beginning. <laughs> Go back yeah. to that first session we did with you. I was like, oh, this is very hard. Um, <laughs> you know, will it be worth it? And, um, you know, I think that, the, I guess my response to that is, one, they've all become part of owning the process. So mm. it isn't something that I outline and here's how you do it and you have to go do it. Uh, it this is a very collaborative process where, you know, all the, the leaders in the business and, in fact, all of our employees are involved. Um, they help set what it looks like to do our strategic planning, you know, on the management team, they set the agenda that we're working on when we do those offsite sessions. And um, so I think that's a piece of it. I think also uh, you'll commit the time when you see it work. And I think the fact mm. that anyone in our business at any time can pull up our strategy on a page out of Qualtrics and look at it and see, okay, this is what we're focused on right now, this year, this quarter. Um, you know, these are our future targets. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's great stuff. You know, so um, we're coming up on a break here in just a minute. So I'll, I'll do a wrap up on this. On the other side of the break, Amy, what I would like to kind of go into is maybe a few of the lessons learned. You know, so it sounds like you're you're humming along pretty well here. I know it's not perfect. Uh, there's never anything that's perfect, right? But I'll be curious to hear about some of the lessons learned. A few things that I heard, though, during this time is um, – you know, you found a process that works for you, so you you live it out. In this case, it was uh, the book Rhythm, um, and you've sort of adopted it, made your own. Uh, you make time for it, not just on a sort of a once-a-year basis, but you come back and you visit it quarterly, and then at least one hour per week, you touch base again with your with your strategy. It sounds like you make it simple enough that people can understand it so that you can have strategy on one page. So we can't have a strategy document that's like 25 pages. It's got to be boiled down to a page so that everyone in the organization is able to buy into it. And then finally, you know, you try to get it out to everybody in the organization and get the feedback so it becomes a really bought-in process. And that probably helps in, in the change management process. So lots of great best practices already. So it's uh, time for us to take a uh, break. So I'm here today with Amy Ankrum, and we will be back in two minutes, and we'll pick up on some lessons learned. Thanks. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. 
Tired of wasting time and spending marketing money with little results? Are you looking for more leads, clients, and revenue in your business with predictable results? Tune in to Mojo My Business with the team behind Mojo Global, Ira Rosen, and Corey Michael Sanchez. Our program will showcase proven expert solutions that have helped countless businesses outsell the competition and gain massive market share. Mojo My Business can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now, back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you've been able to join us today. It is uh, my honor to be here today with uh, Amy Ancrum. Amy is the president of Qualtrics. And we've been talking about strategy and how they have a sort of a unique approach to strategy. So throughout the show, we'll be hitting strategy and also how does that shape their culture? So in this segment, what I want Amy to continue about uh, talking to us about is how has she seen uh, you know the strategy roll out and what lessons has she learned? So if you don't know Qualtrics, they're a compliance-based software uh, company based in Blacksburg, Virginia. Um, and they have been able to grow rapidly over the last few years and really have passionate users that just love their organization. And so, Amy, as you sort of think about your strategy venture over the last couple of years, you know, what would you say some of the, the reasons for success have been for you and your team? Sure. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hit on a few things here. Uh, I think that, for one, um, something that we've learned in the process is you do need to set a smaller number of priorities than, than you think you do. Uh, it's, it's easy to feel like you can take on the world and, uh, you know, I know for us, we're growing. There's, there's so much opportunity we want to go after. Uh, so we've had to really be disciplined about uh, setting no more than, you know, three to five kind of key priorities at a time that we're working on from an annual perspective, from a quarterly perspective. Uh, so that's been... That, that's been a big one for us. Um, I would add to that defining really good key performance indicators around those priorities. That's something that even today we are still uh, looking to get better at that. Uh, it's one thing to say, you know, hey, this this is going well, but defining a really clear set of what makes that red, yellow, green, we status our priorities, and then make that very visible to the entire business. Uh, so we are today continuing to work on how we do dashboards to keep mm-hmm. keep our priorities alive in front of all of our employees. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
You know, so uh, a little late breaking news here for you. I went to check to make sure there hadn't been any emails yet. And uh, the Roanoke Times just sent a text out saying that Virginia Tech's Justin Fuente was named the ACC Coach of the Year. So congratulations oh, to your Hokies. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so that was in my email Yay, inbox. Coach Fuente. <laughs> yeah. Again, if you want to send an email during the show, just send it to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. And apparently you can also get updates on Virginia Tech uh, football. So, uh, Amy, I think, you know, yeah, I want to pick up on that uh, uh, key performance indicator because that is really hard. And I can remember sitting in on some of your meetings and folks are like, okay, we want to go do this and we want to go get this winning move. You know, again, that's that's something that's going to be two times revenues, you know, over the next, uh, you know, three, four, five years. How do you go about like knowing that you're successful? You know, I, I know it was just even challenging for you guys to sometimes come up with a metric you know, is it one of those things that you try to put a as good as metric as possible, and then maybe over a couple quarters the metric gets clearer, or do you not stop planning until you get a good metric? How do you guys sort of balance that? Sure. Uh, well, it's challenging. I think that um, you work with the best data you have. I think that's something that we've learned is you always wish you had maybe better data to be working with on some of the priority setting um, and you, you don't want to get into a state of paralysis with that. So, you know, we found we, we work on the data. Uh, you know, we know what actions we want to take to get better at, uh, at collecting the data we need to set the priorities and then um, we define the best indicators we can around, you know, what it'll look like to, to, to finish the quarter in green. Uh, and that, that needs to be a really specific, defined result, um, typically, uh, that we're all working toward. So, um, you know, I think hopefully that, that hits on what you're, you're asking there. Yeah. Let, let me build on something else, too, that, that I know I've seen and I hear from lots of my clients. You know, gosh, we... Um, Maybe it's like our Thanksgiving meal. Our uh, our eyes are a little bigger than our stomach really is, you know. And when you when you're sitting down doing this planning, you know, you think you're going to be able to accomplish a lot, and you've got all this energy and excitement in the room. You know, what have you found about your ability to sort of say how much is the the right pace for you know a quarter, a year? You know, I I know that a lot of my folks think they can handle about you know nine, ten projects at a time uh, over the course of the year. But then at the end of the year, they find that they've really only been successful in maybe one to three. You know, what have you seen about sort of how much to sign up for versus, you know, the energy in the room? Sure. Uh, it, that's a common uh, challenge. And I would say one rule that we've really stuck to is um, for any quarterly, because we break it down to the quarter. So in a, in a yeah. quarter period of time, uh, no person on the leadership team can own more than one of those priorities. Uh, so, you know, that's one way that we use to really minimize what you're describing. Because uh, it is, it's, you get, you do, you get excited. There's a lot of opportunity. Uh, you're like, surely I, I can definitely get to all of that in this quarter. Um, and we found that really helps us uh, pick. <laughs> you have to really pick what you think is the most important priority by doing that. Interesting. So what do you do in these like uh, one hour meetings? So I sort of probably understand the yearly and the uh, sort of quarterly are probably good reviews, resetting expectations, you know, checking on things. What, what's that weekly one hour meeting? What, what, what do you hope to accomplish in that? Great question. Um, 
This is one of those areas we're actually uh, retrospecting on right now because I think we've kind of reached a point where we think we can get even more out of those one hour a week, that time that we spend together. Um, we've used it to, uh, one, come back to the status of the, the current quarter's priorities and uh, dive deep into any that maybe they're they're in a yellow or a red state today. You know, that's a time for us to really kind of peel that back. Does that mean we need to apply resources differently, have our priorities changed? So that's one way that we look at that. Um, you know, I would say that today one of the things we've learned is we're, we're changing, we're setting a very specific agenda uh, that we want to, you know, how we want to see those uh, go for the future. So I would encourage you, you know, as you make that very valuable, expensive time with your management team, um, you know, we're evolving what that agenda looks like and, and making sure everybody's done their homework before they come to the meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'll recap in a moment, but one of the things I, I might be listening to this and uh, as a listener and saying, gosh, it's a lot of structure. Where's the innovation? Like, you know, so it seems like a lot of structure. You're very organized in what you're doing. Is there still room for innovation? And if so, how do you make sure that that actually occurs? Sure. Um, well, I think, I think, in fact, this, by making time to separate yourself from the day-to-day fires, you, you need to have that dedicated operations time where you're dealing with the at-hand items. But by bringing your team up and, and out of out of the weeds on a weekly mm. basis to actually look out at those those winning moves and those top initiatives that you said and do a check of them, um, I think one that allows for those creative juices to be flowing. It is a time to capture other ideas that are floating out there that we need to be considering and talking about. Um, we have what we call a winning moves bench. So at any point, anyone in the business can be bringing ideas to the table that, um, that we think have, could be you know, big growth opportunities for the business, and we capture those. So you know, I actually think it provides structure to help um, make that innovation time. Yeah, good. I like that. Now, I like coming out of the weeds. You know, most people are uh, buried in by, um, you know, 42 meetings per week and, uh, you know, 150 emails per day and all that. So, you know, I think that's great that you get together and talk. Uh, Amy, before we uh, wrap up this section, anything else, any other lessons that as you look back over the last couple of years doing this that you'd want our listeners to understand about the process and, and or suggestions about how to do it? Well, I would just say you need to make time to celebrate your successes along the way. That's something that I think I didn't um, fully appreciate um, earlier in my career. And I think seeing, you know, <laughs> you've got to take that time. Um, we, we now, we set an annual theme. It's Sweet 16 this year. And we tie our celebrations to that. So we've kind of got a final four of big um, objectives we were working toward for the year and ways that we celebrate those as we hit them. And, um, you know, it's just nice. It's everything from a champagne toast to we've taken the whole team to the lake uh, for a day to unplug and um, be rewarded for their very hard work. So um, I think that's that's another takeaway that I have. Awesome. Wow, what what interesting um, things that you guys are doing. And the reason I really want you on, though, was just this explanation of 
you've demystified this strategy thing. You know, sometimes it's such a big word. And do we use Michael Porter's like five forces of strategy? And, you know, do we have to read these Harvard Business Review articles? So let me recap to sort of wrap this section up. A few things I heard from you. Only one priority per quarter per executive team member. You know, what's the, you know, make sure that we get together on a quarterly basis and have status updates. Weekly, let's do a check-in to make sure that we're working against those winning moves and we're sharing feedback with each other. We have to do our homework before we come in there. So it's a requirement. You can't come unless you've done it. And then ultimately, we have to have some measurement, which means then we have something to celebrate and that celebration is going to be really important. Wow, those are some great lessons, Amy. Thanks so much for that. So let's do this. When we pick... Absolutely, Amy. Thank you. When we pick back up, what we'll do is we're going to move over to some of the culture at Qualtrics and talk about some of the leadership lessons that Amy has done for the culture. So we'll be right back in two minutes. Thank you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea. To Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now, back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I've got Amy Ankrum here today. Uh, she is the president of Qualtrics. It's a compliance software company based in Blacksburg, Virginia. And we've been talking about strategy and their unique approach to strategy. We're going to shift gears just a little bit here for the second half of the show. And now we're going to get into culture. They also have a pretty amazing culture that I love coming into the uh, Qualtrics building. It's uh, just off the campus at Virginia Tech for folks that are trying to place Blacksburg. And when you go in there, you just know you're in a place that's that folks are really humming, they're doing great work, but they love to be there. So, Amy, I'm just curious about, you know, how would you describe the culture? Let's start there. Let's start with a description of the culture, and then I'll ask some follow-up questions from that. Okay. Um, well, thanks about our building. I think we're, we're very proud of that. Um, 
I'd say that we've been you know, very intentional about focusing on our culture and making it a place where our team really wants to be day to day and enjoys what they do. Um, you know, I'd say a big part of our culture, we talk about uh, that we hire top performers. So we are hiring people that um, are passionate about what they're doing. Uh, they fit our core values. And, uh, you know, when you do that, uh, it allows you to take a very results approach um, to your culture. So that's really, it, it creates empowerment and it creates a lot of freedom in, in how we work as a team. Uh, so I think, you know, some examples of what that looks like, uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, we're, we're compliance software, but we definitely don't use, uh, we don't use policy to dictate our business um, in terms of how our employees operate. We really look to um, trust them, they're going to make good decisions, and trust our management team to, um, to coach and develop, develop those employees. So uh, we don't, for example, we don't track time off. Uh, that's something that um, you take time when you need it, and um, we expect to know our team will be responsible about how they do that. Um, I would say, you know, just the other big piece for me around culture is that we have a team that really looks out for each other and takes care of each other. And I think when you do that, um, your team very naturally takes care of your customer. So uh, we see that day in and day out. Um, we have what we believe to be unmatched commitment to our customers, and it's something that stands out amongst all of our competitors in the, in the fields we deal in. Wow, lots of good stuff there, Amy. I want, I want to keep building on it. Let's talk a little bit about this users conference and uh, the culture of that. I, I got to speak this past year, and I will just tell you that there was all kind of uh, performers there, um, you know, that were singing, <laughs> and there was connecting, and, you know, heck, I, I, I even uh, broke out a little Aretha Franklin uh, RESPCT, you know, for the uh, for my part of the speech, but you know, what is it about, you know, what you're trying to do that, that you think that that's so important, this user conference and connecting, you know, you talked about this unmatched commitment to your customer. You know, clearly when I'm in there, I see that in the culture. And maybe why is that so important? And then, you know, why do this user's conference? It's got to be a lot of money and to bring all these people in. You know, what was your, your strategy behind that? Uh, definitely. Well, first, uh, so Jeff's an amazing coach and leader. Watch the dancing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so why? Yeah, I think that's a really great example of where our culture ties in. We go to great lengths to tie our our, our employees to the, to our customers, to our the users of our products and services, and um, to build relationships uh, so that. Uh, they they know who we're serving. Um, I think you get an appreciation for the challenges those individuals are dealing with, and it helps drive the innovation and drive the creativity about how do we improve and, and do even more to help those organizations. Um, it, it absolutely speaks to that unmatched commitment. And, you know, we do it in a way where we bring our own personality out. So our user conferences are themed every, every 18 months when we host them. Um, we have an amazing team uh, that helps 
put those together. It was user fest this year, and um, you know we we even did a seventies and eighties kind of cocktail party at our building and got to use our disco ball. So um, I think that's important that uh, our customers get to see that part of our personality as well. Yeah, and I think what I like is that um, you guys live this day in and day out. So there is a disco ball there all the time. So I'm glad that they get to actually use a user's conference. But it's inviting people in. You know, I've worked in plenty of companies that have foosball tables or pinball machines, and they never really get used. When you go to Qualtrics, they have this atrium. They have this warm space where people come and you see collaboration. So I often get there 15, 20 minutes early. And I sit down and it's just like I'm there and collaboration happens from the moment I walk in through the door. And so I think that space matters. You know, that's part of the culture is that you chose really good space. But I also think it's that the what you've tried to do, Amy, with your team is really foster collaboration and that that's part of your core values. And that drives the culture. Every time I'm there, I see you know, people, maybe they're developers working with marketing or a salesperson in there with, you know, someone from, uh, you know, uh, programming. And so what do you do to help continue that collaboration? How do you sort of recognize and support it as a leader? Sure. Well, first, I have to give kudos to all of our uh, leaders there at Qualtrics. You know, I think it, mm-hmm. it starts with them, right? It starts with we demonstrate day to day that this is how we want to operate and how we want to see our core values lived out and, um, and we want to see collaboration and you can work from anywhere in the world and be a strong contributor of our team. So, um, you know, I'll definitely give a shout out to Ryan Hagen, our COO. He's done, um, he's, he challenges us always to, to make our culture better and different. Um, so I think, you know, ways we keep it alive, we, you know, we've grown over the years, but we stick to a 10-minute huddle every morning. And um, that is just, it is a quick check-in with everyone. And, um, you know, we have a, a few specific things we hit, but at the end of it, we watch a quick video. We call it a moment of zen. And it's just a chance for everybody to kind of laugh and watch something silly and get your day off to a great start. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's one of, I think, many things we try to do to, to keep it alive and going. Well, I was there, uh, gosh, just before Thanksgiving for the uh, the chili cook-off. And uh, while your chili was great, didn't quite get to hold the title again this year. And I know <laughs> Tim Lawson uh, claimed the title this year. But maybe just speak a little bit to that. Like, you know, what, what's the importance of this chili cook-off? And, and you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, a good best practice. So you want to share some of the, the your chili cook-off uh, success here? <laughs> Sure. Other than I had to turn over my title. Um, yeah, we, um, well, I think if you, when you hire top performers, you're hiring people that are driven, they're, they're working hard. So it's important to plan time together when you're taking breaks and um, doing some fun things together and connecting. And so we've found a variety of ways to do that. And certainly it's harder with some of our remote people, but we, we find ways to engage them as well. And uh, we also make sure we get them all here at different periods through the year. So, um, so for our chili cook-off, we actually had quite a few of our, we had some of our remote team there as well. And um, it is, that's our uh, replacement for the Thanksgiving potluck. So we always do this right before Thanksgiving. And we thought, it was, everybody has so many turkey dinners. So we're like, well, let's do a chili cook-off. We're, uh, we're a competitive group. It's fun. And... Um, you get to be the coveted uh, 
guessed a Wi-Fi password when you win. So it's a pretty big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Don't forget the apron either. You get the the bragging rights of the apron, you know? Yeah, the apron. There's a trophy. It it gets better every year. So um, I'm going to have to fight to get that one back. I love it. Well, tell you know, how about any other sort of fun activities that you do? You know, so I, you know, to me, I think you guys are vibrant and and do some great things. You know, I know that you've brought, you know, you have interns come over from Virginia Tech, you know, to sort of open houses. What what other sort of unique things do you do that uh, are highlights of the Qualtrics culture? Sure. Oh, well, that's a great one to hit on, Jeff. I think. Um, we specifically, we've been in our new space just over a year, and we wanted to be in downtown Blacksburg um, by uh, Virginia Tech campus. We thought that was such a great opportunity for us to, um, one, help with one of our key core values, which is to give back. And um, many of us are Hokie grads, so we love the ability to, to have interns on staff. We try to have several at any given time. Um, and in different parts of the company, we do a lot around our our engineering team, software development, and um, we we do some fun things when um, there are different career fairs going on. We'll kind of invite uh, potential intern candidates in and do sort of a little open house and and pizza party and. Um, you know, bring them in. And I think, you know, that's, it's also very re-energizing for our team to do that. So, um, you know, I think giving's on the mind right now this week, we're, we're all highlighting the different groups that, that we give back to. Um, so this morning, um, one of our team members talked about the Special Olympics and the work that, that they do there. So uh, I think, you know, just, again, being intentional to make time to, connect with people and connect with your community is a, you know, it's, it's an important part of our culture. Yeah. So <clears throat> here are a couple of things that, you know, I take from your conversation, Amy, you know, policy should not dictate culture. I really love that line, right? You know, so we can get so hung up with rules and regulations and all that, you know, do the right thing, trust your employees, trust your managers to do the right thing. You know, it, a great example in that time off, you know, Hey, people are going to take time off. Um, we don't need to monitor. Some of that, it can't work in all cultures. But the more that we can give the freedom over to people to design their day, give them some autonomy, boy, it's going to, it's going to really work out. Also, looking out for each other. What I see a lot of in the Qualtrics culture is taking time to recognize each other. And they don't go up the, the management chain that often. They'll go and give feedback to each other. They'll praise each other. I think that's a sign of a healthy culture. Um, you know, I love the unmatched commitment to your customers and that everyone lives and breathes that. Uh, the 10-minute huddle, still checking in, and I love the moment is in. I've been there a few times, so the moment is in. It's, <laughs> it's that quirky little thing that's part of your culture. So for the listeners, find out a quirky little thing that you can make part of your culture and keep it alive. Uh, you know, my, my final thought, too, is that you know, anybody can shape this culture. It doesn't have to be senior management. This is, you know, from anybody can bring that to life. You know, anything that you'd like to add sort of to the uh, best lessons learned from your driving the culture there? Uh, I think you you did a great job of recapping. I guess I would just add, you're always working on it. Um, I think it, when you stop listening is when you're going to go backwards. So while I love the culture, we're always looking to build upon it. Um, we do employee 
um, NPS or Net Promoter Score surveys. We actually have one going on right now, and that's a really great vehicle to get more insight into, you know, other things we might be needing to look at and consider as part of our culture. Um, I will also add, we just brought in our 13-foot live Christmas tree uh, yesterday to decorate. <laughs> so that's another <laughs> fun idea if you're looking for things to do as a team. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Oh, that's awesome, Amy. So uh, lots of great cultural ideas. And when we come back uh, after a break, we're going to pick up and uh, give you a few best lessons learned to wrap up the show. Thanks for being with us. And we'll be right back in two minutes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. And today's guest is Amy Ingram. She's the president of Qualtrics. It's a compliance software company based out of Blacksburg, Virginia. And today we've been talking about how to build some culture, how do you create strategy, and Amy's given many great leadership lessons along the line about how do you do this. And so, Amy, in the last part of the show here, I want to talk about you and your leadership style as well as some people on your team. 
So I know that you're a relatively young leader that has had great success. I've had the chance to work with you for the last three, four years here, and I've just been amazed by your growth and how wonderful a leader you are and how you're able to combine influence and get people excited, but also to drive towards results. So when you look back over maybe the last five years of leading the company, what do you think you've grown? Where have you grown? And what leadership lessons would you have to share with our listeners? Wow, um, that's a big question. <laughs> I think I've I've learned a ton, and I learn every every day that goes by. Um, uh, so, and thanks for for the young part. I really do appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I would say some of the big things for me. Um, well, first, I have to you know give a shout out to I've had some really great mentors, and I think that's part of what you want to seek as a as a leader, um, people that you can you know help model, uh, see things that you aspire to bring out. Um, certainly, Marty Muscatel and Tim Lawson, they're my business partners. They're the the folks that gave me the opportunity to. Um, uh, become a part of Qualtrics, and you know, uh, certainly they've helped uh, shape what that looks like. And I think you know, for me, it's giving people the chance. Um, I, I think that's something that I always am thinking about as we look at future leaders in our business. You know, taking taking a bit of a gamble on folks. You know, they might not have. Um, the background that you're expecting for a role, but you know, giving them the opportunity to try that out and uh, and be you know. It's okay to fail. Um, give them a safe environment. You know, I think those have been a big deal. Um, you know, I think I've learned that uh, <laughs> what you obviously you can't do it alone, and, um, and you know, back to strategy, you should never feel like you should have to um, be. I think sometimes, as a at least for me in a small business, hey, you know, you're the you're in that head seat. You need to be the one driving all of this. And, you know, I think I have learned hiring talented people around you that can, you know, own uh, big parts of what needs to be accomplished for the business and trusting in them. Uh, you know, they're not just, that just feeds the rest of your bench. You know, they continue to do the same. Uh, so those are a few quick things that jump out at me. Um, yeah. What about you know you, Jeff? I know you've seen you've been around me quite a bit. There might be other things that I, that you want to see me draw out here. Well, you know, I think one of them you hit on there. It's um, you know, Amy. I, I from uh, the very first episode we we did this. Amy's a high I than D, and I think that it's that influencing and driving. You need to be able to do both. And I think earlier, Amy, one of the struggles for you was you're really a nice person at the end of the day. And is balancing that, how do you be nice and still be liked and have people follow you while still having hard decisions? And I think what I've seen you grow in the last two to three years is your ability to make hard decisions quicker. You know, so for me, it, you know, it took a while early for you to be able to say, oh, gosh, that's going to be a hard decision and I don't want to upset the team. Now you're like, nope, we've got really important work that we're trying to do. We've got to make that hard decision. And so I've seen you speed up your ability to make hard decisions. Um, you know, and to your point, giving up control. It's, um, you know, you've got to trust 
that, you know, whether it's Ryan or it's Ken or it's Scott or it's Deanna, you know, the folks on your team, Elliot, et cetera, that they've got to be able to step up and do their own work. And you can't over control. You got to trust them to take that and run with it. So I think I've also seen you grow in your ability to give away control and to start to trust others. What do you think about that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think that's very uh, perceptive. You know, back to the hard decisions. I think that's um, you know that's just that's just human nature anyway, right? It's tough, um, and uh, I think that you do get better at that as you go along. And I feel like um, you know once you. Uh, see uh, the result of making some of those tough decisions and how your team responds, um, it makes it makes that much easier in the future because uh, you know you're doing the right things. And, um, yeah, I think that uh, you, you mentioned a lot of fantastic people in our organization that I'm really proud of that continue to help help me grow. You know, you're, you always need to be listening Um getting that adjusting feedback and it does get harder <laughs> sure. in this role for people to be comfortable bringing that to you. Um, we, we try to take down those walls all the time and create different ways for people to have conversations with us. But, um, you know, I feel fortunate that I've got a team um, that they do a good job of, of helping guide me and give me, you know, a, uh, at least a great one recently really pushed back on me. He's like, Amy, I don't think we're using our weekly hour think time well together. Do you know how much time that is over the year? Uh, <laughs> and he, he came up with some really good proposals of what, what we need to do different to make that better. And um, it's, that's just when you look back and go, wow, you know, <laughs> it's wonderful when you hire well and you surround yourself with good people. I think that's a great place to stop for now, Amy. What a wonderful joy this has been to have you on the show. And your leadership lessons are just fantastic. Um, so for folks that, you know, maybe didn't only got to hear the end here, you know, some really great stuff around strategy and the committing your time to it, spending time each quarter, not just a once a year activity, and then checking in once a week on this. Um, getting really clear on your key performance indicators. Make sure you have good KPIs. Also, celebrate success. So that, you know, people can see the right behaviors. Don't forget to also say, you know, we may not get this right the first time. Let's revisit it. And that's what those quarterly and weekly meetings can be is let's adjust. When it comes to culture, trust your people. Let them be creative. Invite them in. Let them co-create with you. Give some of that control away. Let them learn about how do we do things better. And so all wonderful things. Next week on the show, um, we'll be back at the same time, um, and we will have Jennifer Owen O'Quill. We're going to talk a lot about uh, end-of-the-year planning. We're at that time of year about your own goals and what do you want to do to be successful. And so when you join us next week, you know we'll be talking to Jennifer about career planning, etc. If you want to connect with us during the week, you can follow me on Twitter at JMUJeff. We can connect on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting. You can like me on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Hit our website at www.voltageleadership.com or you can email me at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Again, you've been listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. I have been your host, Jeff Smith. Our guest today was Amy Ankrum. Amy, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. It was great. Absolutely. So we'll be back next week at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific. So great that you could join us. Please keep sending us those letters from around the world. And in the meantime, go out and make it a great week and see what you can do to lead others more effectively. Thanks, and see you next week. 
thank you for tuning in to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week. 